What's going on everybody, it's your boy Fab Freddy Fox, America's big brother, and we back with the Saturday Night Sit Down. What's going on everybody, it's your boy Fab Freddy Fox, America's big brother, and this is the Saturday Night Sit Down, and tonight I got the honor of sitting down with Fabian in 305, my man, what's good? What's up bro, how you doing man? I'm doing fantastic man, I'm doing good man, thank you, thank you. You can see me, I'll make sure you can see me, you can see me? Yeah, I can see you man, I can see you, what's going on man, how are you? I'm great, bro. How you doing, man? I see you always working hard, bro. You know, I'm grinding, man. I appreciate it, man. Back at you, man. I, I thank you for, for taking some time to sit down with me tonight, man, and your comments and your feedback on the other episodes. So I know you've been watching. I know what you're about to get into, so you know you're ready. So I'm looking forward to this conversation, bro. All right, let's do it, bro. I'm ready, man. Absolutely, man. So, um, and just for the people who are watching and stuff like that, who are trying to get to know me, seeing for the first time, again, the whole reason I'm doing this podcast is really just to uh, give our younger generation some positive male role models to have in their lives. You know what I'm saying? People that are out doing their thing, living their dreams, grinding, you know, to set them, to show them that there's more to life than, you know, either just being out on the streets or hustling, all those other things. You know what I'm saying? But there's more to that. You know what I mean? And we're able to do so much more if we really put put our mind to it. Um, and I know a lot of that comes from people who um, may not have, again, strong male, real, uh, positive role models in their life. You know, they they see these thugs in the streets and they kind of get swayed in the wrong direction. So hopefully, you know, we can help them get them on the right path. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, I like it. You're hitting it right on the head, bro. Absolutely, man. So, um, again, like I asked everybody, man, my very first question to you, bro, is, um, you know, looking at what it takes, the good characteristics or qualities it takes to be a good man or a good person, what do you think those are? Well, you already know, one of the characteristics I always tell the younger people are, you know, if you're going to be a man, one of the most important things is to stand on your word. So, you know, stand on your word, usually you already know, if you're going to do something, do it. And I'm not talking about the negative or the things that's going to hurt your community. I'm talking about you being a man of pride, not ego, somebody who understands that, you know, you're, you have to be a leader in these days and times. We don't have enough black leaders. We don't have enough, like you say, enough black men out here especially pushing the youth to to be better encouraging them telling them how great they are so you know as a man i feel like those are a lot of my responsibilities so i go around in the community i try to help as much young kids as i can try to get involved with as much programs as we can because to me being a man is much more than just having something between your legs you feel me absolutely absolutely i think um it's definitely gotten to um Gotten lost in a lot of sense, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess I want to say I'm old school, you know, I'm 35 years old, man. I was born in the 80s, but I'm seeing all those things, you know, uh, you know, being a gentleman, being cordial. Like you said, being the man of your word, like, like, uh, you know, Tony Montana said, you know what I'm saying? All I got in this word is my word and my balls, and I don't break up for nobody, you know? And I think that that was such a powerful line and, and seeing him because he meant that, you know what I mean? If he said he's going to do something, he's going to do it. You know, he was, he was about, you know, keeping his word to whoever, whatever he said. And I think that's something that we really need to um, get back on and really fall in line. There's a lot of people, it, it's rough to say, man, but there's been a lot of just, just, just fake and phony people out there, you know what I mean, who really just make it hard for you to trust. I mean, back in the day, you know, you, you 
be in the same block or the neighborhood, you know what I'm saying, that meant something. You knew somebody, I may not talk or whatever, but y'all knew each other, y'all respected each other, y'all held it down. You know, now everybody's trying to get one over on each other, and, and we need to stop that. You know, we, we, we're so much better when we're unified, when we're helping each other out, when we, you know I'm saying, want each other to grow and succeed. You know, I don't necessarily want what you have, but that don't mean I can't help you get what you want, you know what I mean, and vice versa, you know? And so, even if you do, like I always try to tell people, even if we want the same things, let's work together and achieve it. Us, There's no reason why you can't have something and I can't have something. It's just a factor that people put it in their mind that if I have it, you can't have it, or I don't want you to have it. And that's just that negative, like we got to move away from that whole negative energy. So I totally understand what you say. I'm from the old school too. You know, I look young, but I understand, you know, the street values. You remember we grew up when, you had the neighborhood drug dealer. He didn't want you to push drugs. Yes. He was trying to get you to go to school. Yes. Feel me? He was yes. making sure that if you were playing sports, you were the best athlete out there. He'll pay for your shoes. Mm -hmm. He'll pay for whatever just so you stay off the block. So, you know, we go through a lot of things where we know it's all about positivity and we trying to impact the, as much people as we can with that positive energy, bro. No, absolutely. And, and that's big facts, man. I remember that uh, so much. I actually had one of, one of my OGs back in there on my show a couple of weeks ago. Um, and he was one of those type of people, too, man. They was out, you know, making making music. They was on the radio, you know what I'm saying, making music videos, selling mixtapes and stuff like that. But all the kids on the block, yeah, they knew when report cards was out. And, yeah, let me see your report card, young, and let me see what you got. You know what I'm saying? You Are right, you doing good in school? Like, go to the store, get yourself a couple of snacks. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, or if something's about to pop off on the block, yo, go inside. Go home. You don't be out here right now. You know what I mean? Like, I need you to be safe and looking out for us. And and that is what we need to do more now is, is, is the complete opposite. But I see these heads, you know. Looking for the young kids, like, yo, go take care of this business. You're only going to do a couple of years because you're a minor. Then you'll be back and you're going to have street. Like, that's that's so wrong. And you set people up for failure. You know what I mean? It's it's sad. But like you say, they recruit the younger ones because, like you say, they tell them, oh, man, you could do this. You're going to get your street career. You ain't going to serve no time. When you come out, you're going to be straight. We're going to make sure your pocket's good. And I always try to tell people, you setting up the youth for automatic failure. When they come out here, they're going to come out here and start this living like they're a thug because you already sh showed them or told them, made them think that that's the only route they could take. Instead of showing them the route of, oh, man, come on, bro, I'm going to help y'all all put all your homeboys together and create a, a LLC for you guys so that you guys could do something. You could start making money right now. Nah, they rather turn them the other way, even though they know all their homeboys and majority of their friends out of died or in jail. Mm -hmm. And it's just like the same repetitive cycle. And it's through the music, too. That's why, I like, bro, I, I don't even listen to the radio. So it might sound bad, but I can't deal with the repetitive cycle of, of us just hurting ourselves over and over again. It's dumb. It's dumb, bro. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. I, I rarely listen to the radio myself. Um, it's just I miss the, the the old school music, you know, where it's telling a story. You know what I mean? There was something in the music. It was a message behind every song. It wasn't just pop bottles, get bitches, sell drugs, do this. Like, it's... You know what I mean? Like, it's not. And that's what I miss. And that's what I appreciate listening to some of your music and stuff like that and what your vibe is coming from. So that's why I feel, you know what I mean? And I wanted to talk to you too because, again, there's messages. There's meaning behind it. It's not just trying to get the dollar. You know what I mean? Like, there's just something to leave an impression and influence the young ones. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro. You already know, man. I think we all went through those phases already. And I already told people I snapped out of that phase quick because majority of the people out around, man, they were out, either dying or they were going to jail. Mm -hmm. So you already know it was a it was an easy reality for me. I try to tell a lot of people, 
if you really live it, like a lot of them say they live it, they wouldn't glorify it because there's nothing to enjoy. Right. You feel me? It's like the 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 good the the couple of good moments that we had never amounted to the bad moments we had. The bad moments always hit so much harder and mm-hmm. stuck so much deeper. So I always try to tell them, don't ever look at the TV and believe that any of that is real because it's not. Right. I said, when you go to jail, those same dudes you're on the block, majority of them, they're not putting money on your books, bro. They're mm-hmm. not coming to see you. They're not writing you letters. They're not doing any of that. It's going to be your same mom and your family who got to take care of you. So just be careful and just always try to tell them, man, remember what reality is, not what you hear in some of these songs, bro. No, absolutely. And like you said, I mean, being from no school and having that mentality, a lot of us um, grew up with very strong morals. You know, things was very important to us and that we had to live in the body. But for you, uh, what are some of your key morals or things that you live by on a day-to-day basis? Well, one of my number, one of the things I always live by is treat people how you want to be treated. And if you want to be a blessing, be it. Um, if you want blessings, be a blessing. Mm. So I walk around and I tell people that all the time. Like everybody wants love. We all want people to show us love and attention. Absolutely. We always want you know that gratification. So give that to other people. Give that to other things. Give that energy to the youth, to your community. Because I try to tell people, it'll come back around 10 times fold. But you have to believe that. A lot of people I see, we do events, they come out once or twice. And then they're mad because they want, they not feel like they're not getting the same kind of support. But I try to tell people, do it from the heart and the soul. And then they'll come back 10 times fold. Absolutely. So one of my biggest, yeah, one of my biggest things is always just being authentic, giving your all and letting everything else fall into place, man. We can only control what we can control. So just, just always work from the heart, bro. Yeah, man, I totally agree with you. I've been seeing that more because I, I went through both phases, right? I remember for myself, too, growing up, I, I, I wanted to fit in, even if that meant losing myself, you know? Yeah. And I was trying to, you know, please the wrong people and try to get into places where I didn't belong. And it, it number one, it felt like more instead was laughing at me than with me, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I started to realize that. But then also, too, it got to a point where, I started questioning, like, do I like this because I actually like it? Or am I doing it because I'm, like, you know what I mean? I was so lost and confused because I didn't know who I was anymore. Um, and, and I think, like, I heard that, that this it was uh, Jim Carrey, man, and this quote, like, hit me like no other. And it said that depression is your body telling you it's sick of playing this character you're putting up. And wow. I, I, it, 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 like, opened up my eyes, like, wow, you know what I mean? Like, I'm really just living a lie, you know? Like, I, I'm not being true to who I am and, and what I want to be. And then it started making it even harder on aspect too with all the social media and you started seeing all these people and all these people putting, they, they highlight reels, you know what I'm saying? Like all this stuff out there. And I'm like, Grand, like right, yeah. like, should I be there? Like, am I behind? Like, what am I doing wrong? Why am I not? And it, you, you just really start to feed more into that depression until you start to realize that, I looked at it on the flip side, right? That I see these people really, Number one, being themselves, right, in some aspects. Like, for me, one of my, my all-time, and I was just talking to my wife about it today, one of my all-time, all-time favorite people is Dennis Rodman. And the reason I yes. love Dennis Rodman because he was him, regardless of what anybody thought, and he was living his best life, and people loved and adored him. And he wasn't trying to fit to the media or be what society wants him to be or anything like that. Like, a lot of things that he did were completely taboo. And he didn't care. And he was just so happy. And, and you know, his 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 life, like, is so interesting. Being like a son or two, you know what I mean? Like, you 
played on the championship uh-huh. team with Michael Jordan. In the middle of the playoffs, he went off to cross to, to Las Vegas to be in a to, to be a WCW. <laughs> he got married to Madonna in a dress. He went to North Korea and chilled with the president, like and just like how crazy. And all because he was himself, and people gravitated towards him. You know, he didn't have to be anything else. He was who he wanted to be, and people gravitated towards him. And he, the people he wanted, they came to him. He didn't have to go finding anybody. And that's what I started to learn, too. Like, the more you are yourself, the more people who are like you will find you. Likes, like attracts like. You know what I mean? Like, it's basic science. You know what I mean? So whatever you like to do, people will come and find you. So you don't have to worry about trying to impress anyone or try to be someone you're not because those people are going to end up laughing in your face anyway. And you're going to be miserable. Sir. You know? So, Sir. You just hit it right down the spot. Because remember, the worm... The worm basically found like I don't even want to say a spiritual awakening, mm-hmm. but he finally just stopped caring about what other people think because he knew he wasn't living a negative life. He just wanted to be himself, and he didn't want to be anybody else. So, one of the key factors he showed me also was like you say, bro, be yourself to the fullest. Right. The people who love you would love will always love you, and the people who will be around who's supposed to be around you will come around you and stay around you. Everything else doesn't matter. Just always be yourself to the fullest, and most of the time, that's a great person. So always be that, bro. No, definitely. And, and another one that kind of got me too, right? What they were saying is that, the, you know, the more successful you become, or the more you know you find yourself, the smaller your mm-hmm. circle of friends becomes. That's why a city bus has thirty seats, and a Bugatti got two. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Like, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> that's that's deep. That's deep. So, and I started to realize that too, especially like, I mean, I can honestly say, man, I really have five closest friends that I know that I can rely on and, and trust because I know they've seen every single side of me, you know, mm-hmm. and they still like me for who I am, you know what I mean? They know, you know, when I say certain things or whatever, and I feel completely free around those individuals and not worry about, you know, if if they're going to not like me or judge me or whatever. And, and that's all that matters. You know what I mean? A lot of people sitting here wondering, like looking at their Instagram followers or their Facebook followers and all these stuff like, dang, I only got X amount of people. And the truth of the matter is like, you know, these celebrities who have millions of followers and hundreds of thousands of people, like a lot of those people is just watching to see them fail. They just waiting to see something mess up so that they could post some or negative stuff. Yep. Yep. No, you're right. You know, so we just gotta definitely stay away from that and, and just just focus on 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 ourselves. And again, they just number one, really being positive role models for the next generation. A lot of that comes with again, you know, your father figures. You know, or having your dads in your life. I know a lot of people that I know, like I say, it's constantly like their dads weren't around. Um, and you see how that impacts, you know, everybody. You know, some some guys who don't have their dad around, they tend to follow that street thug or that street gangster, looking for that that fatherhood or that dad mentality. Um, and it also affects girls in a negative way because when they don't have a strong role model in life, they start looking for love in all the wrong places, um, you know, Very and true. they end up in abusive relationships or guys who are constantly cheating and, you know, all these things because they're just missing that father in their life. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so so for you, let me ask you, like, what was your relationship with your dad growing up and how did he play in your life? Well, me and my dad had a great relationship. Um, he was He was always there for me, like, you know, him and my mother split up when I was young, but that if I ever needed anything and I ever needed anywhere to go, I could always call my dad, you feel me? And that's why I always try to tell people that's what kind of made me the man I am because just like you say, you know, a lot of kids from our generation, the 
it from the 80s and even before that, 90s too, just fathers weren't around. Mm -hmm. So I was very lucky to, to be one of the few around who father was around and he became a father to many others. Yeah. So at the same time, it was just like, you know, like you say, you see the blessing in it because things, you know, you love your mom, but your mom can't teach you how to be a man. Right. You feel me? So you have to learn certain things from the male aspect, from the experience of being a man. So having my father there, man, I always had somebody to turn to if I needed to ask any questions, any advice about anything I needed. It, it, it plays such a huge, huge effect. And just like you were saying, the kids out in the streets, when they don't have that, they start to look for it. Mm -hmm. So they look for it and they always end up looking for it in the wrong places. So, you know, like you say, the, 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 the guys end up being in the gangs, doing thug stuff, selling drugs, because they looking up to the old, to whoever the head is in charge. And he has a great life and he has money. He has girls and he telling them, you know, just do this and y'all going to be all right. And they hold on to it because they don't have a real father figure who, tell, who can sit down and tell them, bro, that's not the right path to take. And with the women, it's the same thing, but even worse, because you already know, like, they love to take advantage of our women, bro. And if we don't have people out here looking out for our women, man, it's just going to be a sad day, which it already is. So I just always try to do my best to instill and pump that dignity and pride into them to let them know, man, you guys are a different breed. You guys are great. You are wonderful. And you just have to always believe that within yourself to make sure nobody never takes advantage of you. And that's what, like, a lot of that comes within me. I'm a father also. So I already know I don't want anybody to take advantage of my kids and I'll never let anybody else take advantage of anybody else's kids same way. Yeah, no, definitely. And and, and I think that's what too, like just from our generation growing up, um, I'm a strong, very firm believer and it takes a village, you know, yes, I, I, in my community, which I loved it so much because we had so many different moms and dads looking out for us, you know, when we out there, you know, and I say this time and time again, like if I was going out there doing something, doing something I shouldn't be doing, my neighbor, or you know what I'm saying, had every right to whip me, you know what I'm saying, and set me yeah, right, you know, know what I mean, I like, it was yeah. it, without hesitation, because again, they looking out for their own, it wasn't out of malice and stuff like that, it's because, you know, we want to make sure that, again, and you know, as a parent too, like, it's so hard to, you're not going to be able to have eyes on your kids 24-7. Yeah, you know mm -hmm. they go outside, they play, and that's that's what I love about too. You know, we had the one lady that was always in the window looking outside and yelling at us. You know what Sitting I mean? Like, porch. yeah, yeah you know true. what I mean? Like, are you acting up? She quit call your moms or whatever. <laughs> um, and I think that really was such a beautiful thing because you know they shed, they gave us different sides that we weren't going to see in our own household. You know, especially in the, in our neighborhoods. Like I said, you know, I, I was one of the I was one of the only Puerto Rican families there. You know, we had the Haitian families, we had the black, we you know had a Polish family over there. Just all different races with all different types of things to add to make us unique and share with us. You know, um, and it's so important to do that too. And like you said too, like I'm I'm one of those like it sticks with me too. Like if I'm going out somewhere, like you know, when my kids I go to the park or the playgrounds and stuff, I'm constantly watching out for everybody else's kid too. You know, I mean, if they, they on a swing, they about to fall, you got to run and grab them or, you know, people like acting up and stuff. You got to be there because, you know, I wouldn't want people to do that for my kid too, you know, and it was done for me. Um, it's true. And it's as true. you mentioned too, Mike, you said you had kids. How many kids do you have? I just have one. I have a son, mm -hmm. feel me? And you already know you get into that, that preteen age, so going through that. But other than that, bro, it's just like, I always look at myself as I have plenty of kids because wherever I go, 
And like you say, I gravitate towards the kids. Anything that's going to help the kids, I love to help the kids. I love to just show them, you know, show them a different route. A lot of them think, like, the only they only have certain routes to take. Right. Especially in some of these, um, you know, the real poverty-stricken neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. We love to go and show them, take them out and show them. Think about all the things that y'all think about all these rappers or football players experience. We've experienced some of those same things. We've gone to some of those places. We've traveled to some of those restaurants. We've traveled to, we drove in some of those cars. But we're not drug dealers. We're not doing negative things. We're not stealing from anybody. We're not doing anything. It's a way to do everything but do it the right way. And, yo, it's just all love with me, bro. I'm just always trying to spread the love, man. Absolutely. Now, now, which is something that you say is about to be a preteen, you know, what is something that, for you, it's important that you've been trying to teach him or instill in him as he's been growing up? To just have confidence. You understand? One of the main things I learned about a lot of our youth these days is they're not instilling confidence in them. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, I just don't. Whatever he's doing, I just want him to be confident and give his all. That's all I ask of him. I just want him to be happy and just try to instill the right values, how to take care of your family. Like you said, always be a man of your word. Always just give your all for the right things. You know, try to never never lead them away from the values, the real values of life, bro. You feel me? I just want him to be the best person he wants to be and just do everything the right way as best as he can. I know we're not perfect, but just want to instill the value of being real. And and that's huge. Confidence is so, so important. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I say that because, you know, I wish I had growing up myself more confidence in being myself and being okay with who I was um, because I would have left me a lot happier um, and, and just more fulfilled growing up and understanding and that's something too that I, that I try to teach my daughter I got two kids my daughter's six uh, my son's about to be three in like two months in April um, oh I already know how that is yeah yeah man <laughs> and it, it, it's so wild um, how different they are um and and that just makes it tougher because I know for us like too like growing up you know I think everybody has had moments where where they get so angry with their parents and and they you know mm-hmm. they have this this uh, animosity or if you want to say holding against them uh, but as I like I said I think it takes to become a parent to really understand and again I say this time and time again but our parents were learning as we were growing up how to be parents. Yeah, See, but I mean, we only realize that now is right, right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and and that's something that I want to, you know, let these kids know. You know, like again, they may think that their parents are out there trying to hurt them or malice and stuff. A lot of times, that's not the case. You know, they're honestly just doing what they think is best and trying to do what is best for you. Um, and you know, again, you may not agree with it, but they're just trying and they're learning. And it's and it's so difficult because. You can't really, I mean, you can ask people for advice to a certain extent, but the mm-hmm. thing is, is that all kids are different. Everyone yes, is unique. Sir. And just because what works for you, my kid might interpret completely different, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's so hard to try to do that, you know? And the same thing, like, too, like, with my kids, my daughter, and I think it's maybe because, again, my son grew up during the whole pandemic thing, mm-hmm. but my daughter mm-hmm. is extremely social. 
you know, she's a very outgoing, loving person, loves to talk to everybody, starts a conversation, like, she'll, she will talk to you, you know, like, and until, you know what I'm saying, she blew in the face. My son? Yeah. No He, he don't go with nobody. Nobody. And again, like I said, I think maybe, like, again, a lot has to do with that pandemic where being at home is just me and him. You know, but I go to my mom's house and all that stuff. Even with my parents that he sees, like, on a weekly basis and stuff like that. He don't play that. Like, nope. he's very... Just, unless you got food. That's it. Like, <laughs> food would make everybody calm down. That's it. Unless you got food, then, you know what I mean? Like, but other than that, you know, he... he, he and, and that's the thing, too. Like, so what works for my daughter is not going to work for him. And what works for him is not going to work for her. So even as they're growing up, like I got a parent two different ways to two different people under the same house. It's true, you know. It's, but you, like I said, is like instill that confidence, instill that confidence in them, and everything will work out right. Like you agree, just because they're different, I always try to tell people that's not nothing wrong, bro. Right. Saying so you right. know, yeah, you know that that everything, everybody is not the same. You just want to make sure that they're confident. And that, that he could stand up firm on his own, which you already see he can because mm-hmm. yeah, I guarantee he's social with you. Might not be social with everybody else. Right, right. He's social with Pop. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm so grateful. Like, I mean, I, I was, for me growing up, like my dad, I was one of the lucky ones. My dad was home. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad was in the house. And, um, you know, like, again, like he said, just like your dad, you know, he played the role of Pop to a lot of my friends. You know, they come over, they call him Poppy, you'll look out for them, you know, have those heart to hearts and chit chats and all that stuff. Um, but one thing about my dad that I wish was different is that, you know, he, he never really came to anything that I did at school. Yeah, you know I mean, or like any of my sporting events. When I played baseball, he never came out, graduations, concert choir drama class, none, none of those things. My father never came out to any of those occasions. Um, and, you know, my mom, and I was so lucky that my mom, my sister was there, and, you know, they, they helped me and they supported me. But again, like, as a guy, I want, you know, my dad to be there and be proud of me as well. Um, but I made it a point to myself, was like, yeah, I, I got to be a stay-at-home dad. Like, I need to be extremely involved. And I think a lot of that says is that people do that, like, they become the parent they wish they had to their kids. You know, and, and I, I try to be there with my daughter, uh, you know, all events. Like, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to take her to school in the morning. You know, I'm here with my son all day. He don't go to daycare, just me and him, you know, really being involved. Because I think it's so important to a lot of guys, you know, don't understand the value and the importance it is just to show up, just to be there. Just to let them see your face. Exactly. You know what I mean? A little, hey, good job. You know, I'm proud of you. You know, I love you. Like, keep doing what you're doing. That goes so far and beyond, you know, send them $20 in a birthday card every every birthday. I'm saying, or, you know, get them the new sneakers and just send them on the way. Like, it's not about that. There's some so much more about that emotional connection and just being present, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and even though, like I said, I know a lot of that people too, you know, hey, they, they don't work out like in your case, right? Like you said, your parents split up when you were young, you know? Mm-hmm. But your father was still there and he put in that effort. So if you don't mind me asking, like, how was that with you when they split up? Like, how old were you when, when they split up? Well, I was pretty young. I was about I was about four or five. But like you try to say, he was still around to the point where I didn't know. Mm. That's how much he was still around. So he would still pop up and I would still go to his house every weekend He'll still pick me up from school sometimes. 
So it was to me, it was just like a still everyday type of thing. And that's what I mean with people like the parent. We know that we go through different trials and tribulations and relationships and different when when you have a child involved. But that never means that you have to stop being a real father and being present in their life. Mm -hmm. And I never took any excuses or understood when people said, oh, because this and that. And that's all the excuse, because right. even if you're not with the, the woman or the man, you know, the child is the most important thing at that moment in time. Everything goes out the window when the child is born. Absolutely. All of that, can't, you feel me? It's all about the child. So I always try to tell people, man, just buckle down and always remember what's more important. So I remember when it happened, I didn't know anything, bro, because he was still there almost every day. And he wasn't there just for me. He was at graduation for other people, um, kids in our family, who else, who other kids who didn't have fathers around. He was there for everybody. So I always try to instill the same value, bro. Try to be there for who I could be there for, even if they're not related to me, bro. I just want to always make sure that people know that they have love in their corner. And, and I think that's another important thing, too. Like, we understand divorce has gotten has gone up a lot in these past couple of years you know and and there's not a problem with that i think it's is definitely okay i feel that it might attribute it to this point where you know watching all these uh romance movies and stuff like that really got people in their feelings and fall quick to fall in love without really truly understanding their partner um mm -hmm. you know and, and like that bro right right and and and, and you want yeah you know you're in love, yeah, but there's a lot of work that goes on. So you're still two different people, you know. There's still things that you guys have to understand and manage. Um, and it's okay. Like I said, if it comes to a point where you can't work it out and stuff, I think that it is more important to really separate because I feel that it also causes a lot of damage to the kids, you know, in a sense because they start to – believe that that's okay you know like if you stay in an abusive relationship you know what i mean because you want to be there for the kids what message is that sending to your son and your daughter you know when they see that stay, well stay in situations right sure. you know or it's okay like oh you know just because he he, he punched her in the face don't mean he don't love her like that that that's that's not a good and that's not healthy for your child um so it's important that you Sorry, understand not it not in jamaican culture because i'm my family's jamaican mm -hmm. Like in certain in certain areas in Jamaica, they believe that if a man doesn't physically abuse you, he doesn't love you. So a lot of them they'll get physically abused by a man, and they'll be like, the only reason he did that is because he loved me. And I call that trauma. You've been traumatized. Mm -hmm. You feel me? And they try to, and you can, we can't pass that down to our kids. We have to let them know that they're worth more than that. So I was just piggybacking on what you were saying. No, absolutely. Like, you know, and, and it's, it's like, for instance, right? I look at it this way when it comes to that knowledge, when it comes to love. Let's say you really, you see a beautiful flower, right? Out in the yard. Now, if you pluck it, you just killed it. You sent it to its doom, right? So you loved it so much you killed it, or you could flower equal, make sure you water every day, you know? Give it as nurturing, make it sure that it grows strong and all that stuff. That's a lot more powerful than just plucking it and give it away because you know it's going to die. And that's how you got to look that's at true. it too in your relationship. You know, if they really love you and they really care about you, they want to see you grow. You know, and I've seen a lot of people too that are in relationships where their partner is a really holding them back for fear of losing them. 
You know, not for any other reason because they just want to try to keep you in your place and don't want to see you do better for yourself because they're insecure. That's what it comes down to. Um, and they're, they don't think they can do any better. So they got to try to trap you in a sense to keep you in your place. Um, and that's something that, you know, we also need to understand as well. And that's why I say, you know, it's okay to, you know, split up with your partner. But the most important thing is, like you said, and, and I've known that too, is that the child had nothing to do with your relationship. They got nothing to do with why you're arguing with they fighting and stuff like that. They didn't ask to be in this world. Sure enough, damn. You know what I mean? So you have to make sure that you do what's best for them. And that's why I, like, I, I get so angry and annoyed when I see these posts on, on, on social media and stuff like, oh, well, my husband tried to do this for Valentine's Day and we ain't able to guess. So I'm just going to throw his flowers in there. Like, no. Like, oh, I'm not going to do this because we're not together. No. I think it's even more important. And I, I applaud the men who, you know, may not be with their baby mothers, but like for mothers, they still go out with their kids shopping to make sure they get something for their mom, you know, because you're teaching your son how to be a gentleman, how to be a man, how to treat a woman. You know, it doesn't necessarily yeah, mean birthdays on Christmas, you know, like you say, always make sure that he value value women and it starts with the mother. So Absolutely. like I say, my son, every Mother's Day he's gonna get a gift for his mom on her birthday, he's gonna get she's gonna get a gift. Christmas, she's gonna get a gift. And it's not about me doing anything for her, like you said. Right. It's about instilling that value in him to show him how important it is to be there, bro, and, and to do the right things, especially for your mother and for the women in our culture, bro. So it is what it is, bro. No, definitely. And and, and forgive me because I and I, we, I just got really deep into this conversation, man, and I'm enjoying how I was going and stuff. But I also meant to ask you, you know, with your dad being here and, and like you said, picking you up and stuff, what is something that you feel that, you know, you, you really learned from him, you know, that you could really say, like, I got this from my pops. I was so important to you. Um, the, the one thing I definitely learned from my pops is the value of family. Mm. So the family structure, meaning like my dad is big on family structure, meaning like he'll risk his his neck just to make sure that the family is together and happy. So I was always a person that always went out my way to make sure I tried to help my family whatever way they needed. Right now, all I do, bro, is I grind and I try to get things right. All I all is in my head is for my family. Like I could care less about anything that's going on for me right now because mm -hmm. I just want to make sure that they're right. And that comes from my father. He is still that heavy. And my mom, my mom is the same way. They just always preach to me about family. My mom always told me, like me and my brother, my brother's older than me, but he's like, me and him are always together. She always told me that no matter what, you might have best friends, you might have this, you might have girlfriends. Remember, blood is always thicker than water and you two are always going to be, um, how can I say, you're always going to be connected. So you always got to remember, bro, it's about family and instilling those values. So that's always, I always stick to that, bro. And that that's a beautiful thing, man, when it comes to family. Because I'm one on that too, man. Like I always say, you know, I say it in Spanish again, like I said, I'm Puerto Rican, but I always say todo para familia, everything for family. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so it's, it's everything that I do is I try to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm supporting and making sure that they write. Uh, and I don't know if it's like a part, like a double-edged sword or something like that, too, because I always remember, too, when I was younger, um, you know, I have a bunch of my uncles and people in my family would look at me and was like, yo, he's the one, man. He's the one that's going to make his family great or he's the one that's going to do, you know. So it was uh, a lot of pressure from an early age, but I want to live up to that pressure because, you know what I mean, like I want to make them proud. And I think the, the strongest vow that I get from that for family is my mom. 
Um, yeah. You know, because my mom is, is the cornerstone when it comes to family. Like everybody, she's the youngest out of her. Well, you know, with the same mom and dad, she's the youngest there. Um, and she's like the glue of the family. You know, every all those growing up on a special cases like that birthday parties, Christmas, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. it's all in my mom's house. You know, we sounds like people. my mom. You know what I mean? And you know, we're going <laughs> to visit people and going to Puerto Rico and making sure that we we stayed in touch with our family who was everywhere and getting to know them. So it is so important to me to to have that family. Uh, and, and also to go on that too, like I know you said about, you know, the blood being thicker than water um, and, and, and situations like that. And um, when, when I say family, again, you know, I think like your best friends are the family you get mm-hmm. to choose. You yes. know what I mean? And the ones you get to choose and to keep in your life. Um, and I have an incredible, like I said, with these, with a couple of my friends, been an incredible bond with them because. I always growing up, you know, I was like, damn, I want a brother because it's me and my sister in the house, right? And I've always wanted a brother and stuff. And then I found out that I have my, my brother in Puerto Rico who got a different mom. Um, oh. You know, and, 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 and to go to that, one, one, and, and I say this to a lot of people, and I don't know if you're this too, but my mom did an amazing job in that situation because she, when we go to Puerto Rico too, we would drive up to his mom's house. You know, she would pick him up. We would go out places. And she, when people ask, oh, this is my son. You know, and this is my family, and never created any divide. And then, like I said, with, with his mom, there was, I never, I can't say one time that I've ever seen them argue, curse each other out, fight, or add a mouse, something like that. Nothing. It was completely cordial, you know, yep. which is they knew, amazing. They knew what about you guys? Right, right. Mm-hmm. And my mom always said that too, because I remember, you know, I asked my mom, I remember one time I asked, I forgot how I asked her about it, but I'm like, you know, you're not angry and stuff like that. Or like, what's the situation? She was like, Listen, he never asked to be in this position. You know, he didn't ask to be born. He has nothing to do with anything like that. So I'm not going to make him feel any less anymore or anything like that because he's family. Mm-hmm. You know, so. It's, it's so Your mom was a great woman. A lot of people wouldn't do that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. people, like she said, she's like, a lot of people look at her crazy. Like, wow. You, she's like, yes. You know what I mean? Like, from perfect, like, from my wedding, like, I, I had my brother be my best man. My mom paid for his plane ticket to come to the wedding, made sure that he got here. You know what I mean? Like she, without hesitation. You know, I told her I wanted to be. She said, "Okay, I got it." You know, and and she she made sure that he was here. That's you love, know? Bro. exactly. And it's, it's it's an amazing too, like thing that that people really need to understand. Um, but like I said, you know, he, he was he was in Puerto Rico, and and um, you know, we didn't grow up together in that sense. You know, we would come and visit here and there and stuff, but not on that day to day. But you know, I said I got a couple of my friends who. They're not my friends. So those are my brothers. You know what I mean? Like that. That that is beyond. Like one of my boys, Mish. You know, he's a couple years older than me, but everybody calls us twins because you know our, our, you know, we don't necessarily look alike, man. But like we have this aura and this this amazing bond that can be seen. Like people just know. You know what I mean? Like if people see it, yeah, yeah, and and. You know, that's that's my blood. That's like whenever I need if I need to call him right now, like if you need to be there, he's there for me. And you know, he has a brother too. And um you know, it's to the point where we know that we are more brothers to each other than our actual brothers. And it's not yeah. saying like a bad thing, you know, it's just how that bond actually worked and how we grew up together. You know, I've known him since the yeah, first grade. Wrong with that. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? 
Um, so, so it's very important too, like you say that, um, you know, when it comes to family and when it takes a village and, and, you know, understand the people who are really there for you, you know, and want to support you and see you do well, because again, we need to do that for each other. You know, we really need to support Mm -hmm. each other and find those friends who really want us to see us succeed. And a lot of people say, and you know, that saying, say, you know, if I eat my, my boys eat or whatever, you know what I mean? Like if I eat, you eat. Um, you eat it. but I look at it this way like it, it's not necessarily I'm not putting the food on your plate mm-hmm. I'm showing you where to get it though um, I'm, you know what I'm saying I, you know what I mean I'm showing you where everything is at I'm showing you how to make sure that you're going to be good and we eating the same thing I'll teach you how to do that hands down you know because even like I said in the Bible too you teach a man to fish he's going to eat for the rest of his life you know what I mean yeah, bro. so that, that's, that's what we need for yeah, right. You, you spitting the right thing. It's all about, I always try to tell people it's all about the love. I don't expect people to risk their lives for me or, to, or do crazy stuff for me. I just expect you to show me the same kind of love I show you. Because I'm going to always show you the most, the utmost love from my heart. I just expect you to be the same way. And there's nothing wrong with that because I always try to tell people that's how you want the universe to treat you. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So always remember, bro, keep, keep it authentic and keep the spirit high, bro. Definitely. I mean, my, my life was changed too a couple of years ago. Um, I, I, I came across this book called The Secret. You know, if you ever read it or heard about it, but it's by um by this little woman named uh, Rhonda By, Rhonda Bryan. I don't know how to say her last name, but I think they may have it still on Netflix too, a video of it. But what it really just teaches you is about the law of attraction, right? Whatever you put out in this world is what you'll receive. Like all these energies and stuff like that, like. Nipsey said it too. I spoke things into the universe and they appeared. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what people really need to understand. And I started to when I started to really understand that concept, I realized how I put that into effect so much in my own life, you know, without really knowing it. And it goes from big to small little things. Like perfect example, like I said, you know, I knew and I've always put this in my head and it's about having a clear vision of what you want. Because if you have a clear yeah. vision of what you want, then the universe knows what it is. It can work to getting it into your direction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew, for example, so like I said, you know, I want to have two kids. I want to have a boy and a girl. You know I mean? I want to have my girl first, you know, because I know she's going to help out with my son and stuff like that and raise mm-hmm. him. And, you know, and she's just like that. And then I want to have my boy because, you know, you want to have that bond, you know. And when my wife was pregnant, too, uh, even before she was pregnant, um, I had this dream again that I had a little girl and I had her. You know, I was calling her Nyla, and that's it. And I woke up up tomorrow. I was like, "Yo, we're gonna have a girl first. Her name's gonna be Nyla." I'll tell you that right now. She's like, "Really?" Yeah. So it's gonna be what it is. Um, Hold and- on, before you even go too far. Yeah, I got my little, my little nieces in the house right now. Her name is Nyla. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so you see the universe still working, right? Yeah, you yeah, yeah, man. They they bring it around and and um and it. it so when even before like i knew she was pregnant before she was pregnant because i kid you not bro people might laugh at this but i woke up a couple more with such morning sickness it was incredible bro like i could not yeah i could not drink eat anything that i was like literally waking up and rushing, throwing up in the bathroom um and then my, so my wife was like hold up wait a minute and she went in and she took a breath she was pregnant like, she's like oh my god like it was really that connection like <laughs> you know Y'all was that infused, that bonded, bro. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, you know, and my wife is incredible. We have an incredible bond, man. I love her, you know, beyond words. Um, And then when she was pregnant for the second time, I said, yeah, that's my my boy. 
Like I know that's that's my boy. He's here, you know. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, I had a son, and that's just to that aspect. But it's to all these different things, you know. Is that people, when you really think about something and you really really want it, right? You don't have to know how. You don't have to know the process, right? You just got to need to know what you want. And the universe will work things in your favor. And you will start Mm -hmm. seeing things, the path start to unfold in front of you. You just got to take steps. But you got to really understand and know what you want and have that passion, Mm -hmm. right? A lot of people think about, you know, these basketball players or or movie stars or celebrities or anything like that. When you ask them, you say, like, when you were a kid, I envisioned I was going to be a superstar. You know what I mean? Like the James Harden, you know what I mean? I remember that too. Like he had a note that his mom kept to this day that he wrote. He's like, hey, mom, can you wake me up at what such and such time or whatever so I can go practice basketball? I'm going to be, he said, keep this autograph because I'm going to be an all-star one day. And he was like eight, nine years old. Mm-hmm. You know what That's I mean? He, like, told, he put it in the universe and he believed it. Right, right. And that mm-hmm. goes back to the confidence thing. Like you said, you know, it's so important to really have that confidence in yourself and know that you're going to succeed or you're going to do well. Because if you don't believe it, how are you going to make other people believe it? You know Thank what I mean? Like, how are you going to make the world see your dreams? Yep. You know, so so it's, it's so important. And like, like I said, when you touched on that confidence, because actually a couple of episodes ago, I was sitting down with um, one of my boys, Jay DeLise, he's also an R&B artist out here. Um, and he was yeah. talking about too that his mom, you know, she made him practice walking with confidence in the house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, this is how you got to walk. Hold yourself high, you know? And for me, it was so difficult because I was, I don't know where I picked it up or what happened, but I was so trained to believe that confidence equals arrogance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so you know, they, they teach you because you know, they give us, because when we, they, they teach us false confidence based off of ego, and you know, it's not the same. Right. You feel me? So when you learn the confidence against the ego, you start to realize the difference. And I, I guess that's just a good point because I never understood that way because I always just learned that too. Like, oh, like, I, that's why, like, for myself, it's so, it was so hard for me to give myself props to, like, you know, talk good about myself because mm-hmm. it felt like I was being arrogant or conceited. Bragging about yourself. Right. But, mm-hmm. and then I started to realize is that people are going to think whatever they want regardless. No matter what you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, a good, bad, or whatever. <laughs> They're gonna think about you regardless. And 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 again, like I, I'm big on quotes, and one of my other favorite ones was by William Churchill, right? Because he said, like, mm-hmm. when you're when you're in your twenties, you believe that everybody's talking about you. When in your forties, yeah. you stop caring what people are saying. And when you're in your sixties, you realize nobody was thinking about you in the first place. Nope. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you realize they were going through their own problems with their own intuition. You feel me? Right, right. So it was so important to, to, and that's things that, again, like that I want to teach these kids very, very young so that it makes their life so much easier, man, and so much stress-free because, as, as you see now, man, the, the rate of suicide is going up tremendously, you know, especially with social media because people are, are believing what they've seen on these feeds and start questioning themselves, and then they don't have the confidence in themselves that they're going to do well, and they start believing that they're not worth anything and really start doing things that are completely tragic. You know, when, yep. when when it's not the truth. And also another reason, too, is because they need to be able, we as men, right, need to get comfortable mm-hmm. with talking about our feelings, talking about what's in yes. our heads, what's on our minds, what's troubling us. 
and being okay and, and, and also being man enough to respect another man's skin and understand because we've all been there. You know what I mean? Like, we know what it's like to, to have your heart broken by a woman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or to get fired from a job and feel like you can't provide for your family. You know, or mm-hmm. feel like you're not living up to certain potentials. We all go through that. So we shouldn't keep that inside to ourselves because all that's going to do is toxic energy that we're holding on to that's going to destroy us in the end. It's true. You know, so we need to let each other know that we all are going through the same plights and that we know we understand and feel each other. One thing, like you just say, it's so hard for men to show their, their true feelings. They feel like they always have to be so macho, especially around other men you can't yeah. ran ran. And like you say, that, that, that tears you apart inside. Inside, when you go home at night, you out here with all your homeboys and you're smiling and drinking and having a good time. But you go home at night and you're crying in your pillow. Mm-hmm. And I try to tell people, men go through that too. Mm-hmm. So don't just think that it's rare or just a woman thing. We go through depression, emotional states that rip us apart the same way. So we all, we need to tell each other that. We need to t- tell each other, express your feelings. I'm here for you. Express your feelings to me. Let's talk about that. Let's try to work on your depression together. But, you know, in, in, in our community, you know, it's something that just not as big as it should be. I mean, men helping men, and especially with their emotional problems, because as soon as you get emotional, first thing everybody starts telling you, oh, you're acting like a girl, or you you're soft. acting like this. Like, yeah, you soft as hell. Everybody going to say you soft, you powder. You ain't doing nothing, bro. You over here crying about this and that. And, and in reality, you just human, bro. Just exactly, human. Exactly, exactly. So hopefully, mm-hmm. like I said, part of this is that, you know, to – Give us, man, people now, let's say, you know, like, you know, uh, reach out to us, man. Like, I want to say, you know, please, it, I'm willing to talk to anybody and anyone, you know, especially if you're yes, going sir. through something, man. Like, I would, I would love to hear what's going on with you, man. I would love to give you a piece of confidence. Even if it's just, like, again, if you just need somebody to vent to, I'll listen. Just let me be here. Because sometimes that's all we need to do is just vent. Just get it off our chest. Just say it out loud and get it out from in here and just out and open. Because then we're not holding on to it no more. It's gone. We said Thank it. You. It's left. Thank Yep. You know what I mean? So it's it's so so important to do that. And then you know, hopefully we can continue to create those bonds with each other and, and understand that listen, we're all men, we all need to talk, we all go through things, and it's okay. It is totally okay. It's okay. that's the number one thing. We need to put that on a shirt, bro. From man to man, it's okay. Like I know I know a lot of the movements and everything are about, you know, the women these days, which is understandable because it's their time. They need their shine. But as a man, I just want to start doing stuff that you know, I want to stand up for the men because I know that we need, like I said, we so worried about, I see, I saw a post the other day with a dude crying because he was just sad because he said that no woman wants him because he can't afford to pay all the bills. You feel me? And he was just going through, say he going through a state of depression, ran, ran. And I was just like, it's the same way how I feel about the kids and the women. We always have to be there for each other to show them, bro, that you are mm-hmm. somebody. And no matter what you're going through at that time, you're bigger and more than that. So, you know, it's just all about spreading the love, like I always say, bro. And yeah, we need to stop like being like, I, I'm, I was in this this, this, this this group, right, about dads. Um, and it's definitely something that we got to change because it also irked my nerves because this dude posted a picture of himself, right? He's like, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm six months sober now, you know what I mean? Like, and he was a little bit, he, he was a little out of shape. Like, he wasn't overweight or anything like that. Like, he was a little bit out of shape, but he's gaining. He's, six months later, you see he's definitely getting in shape or whatever, and he's looking good and feeling good about himself. 
And the first comment I see, man, is somebody posted nice moves. I'm like, really? Like, that's what you take from this? Like, that that's what you get out of this. You see a man coming out of a struggle, making sense of stuff, and that's your first instinct. Like, there's something wrong with you, bro. There's something wrong with you. But you see, I tell you, it's so much, ne- it's, there's a lot of negative people around here just looking for that feedback. And all you got to do is look, like you say, it's a positive post and look what he want to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and that's one thing that annoys me is that because, unfortunately, negativity sells. Negativity trolls sells. Win. Trolls win. You know what I mean? Like, it's so popular and it it's, it's doesn't get enough credit when you're trying to promote and, and say good things about people. Um, you know, so that, that that's the whole point. And you know what? I'm going to take you on that because I also do custom t-shirts and stuff like that. And I think that's a good idea for a shirt. So I'm going to get you info after this. So when I make one of those, man, I got you. I got you. You know, but well, we, we kind of wind it down here. And I want to, and I wanted to talk a little bit about you and your music thing and stuff like that. So, um, you know, with you and how, how did you get involved into the whole music thing? Like how, how did that come to be for you? Well, I always grew up in music. So when I was young, you know, my, my mom was a, a heavy advocate of always playing old school music around the house. My father was a DJ. From a young age, I've always been in the church choir, been in chorus, been in band, been in all those things. So once I got to high school, I formed a group with my a friend of mine called NTY. At the time, was never too young. Mm. You know, I used to be a singer. I just used to sing. So I just, I got on to the rap thing about, I'm going to say my senior year of high school, bro. And it's just been, just took off from there. I've been offered multiple contracts. I've been offered contracts up to $500,000. I've been offered a couple record labels. But like I said, I always tell a lot of artists, man, don't be so giddy to throw your life away. Mm-hmm. Because you might have a couple years of fame, but you don't realize that those couple years of fame, first of all, they're going to come back for all their money. And then in a couple of years of fame, you won't be famous anymore and just seem like you put in a lot of hard work for nothing. So, you know, they tried to rob me. We went down through, I had to, you know, take the lawyers to the, I mean, take the contracts to the lawyers. And we seen that at every instant, they were just trying to rob us, bro. It's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. And, you know, it just made me lose a lot of love for the music. So at one point I had really slowed down on doing the music. And then I just came back with a blast, man. Everybody kept telling me not to give up. And I just came back hard, but on a positive vibe. I was more on that hood stuff. Mm-hmm. I was more on, you know, just just making music. I was still me, but like you said earlier, I was trying to fit in. Right. I was trying to beat somebody. I was trying to go with what was cool at the time. Wasn't going what was in my heart. So I had to go back to me and remember who I was. And once I went back in to remember who I was, music became the easiest it's ever been for me, bro. No, and that's, that's, it's so important, too, that people understand, you know, getting into the music business and anything that you do, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's true. People want, people want to get their cut or even more than what they're entitled to, you know? Mm-hmm. And we've seen this, too. Like, if you, you pay attention to the news or any of this music stuff like that, a lot of people getting ransacked by their labels. You know, yes, sir. forcing you to put out stuff and do things that, you know, again, it's not creative, creatively sound um, mm-hmm. and it won't sell. But you got to keep up with a contract. You got to do something out there. And it's really meaningless music or meaningless art because you're really not into it. Yes, know? sir. Uh, I see it all the time. Sometimes not to cut you, but mm-hmm. you go to the studio with a lot of these artists and 
just like you say, you go in the studio with them and in the booth, and they don't have any feelings. They're either drugged up out their mind, so they just in the booth and they just going and they're just going and it's like nothing attached to it. You know me and I'm a person like I like to attach my heart and my soul mm-hmm. to my music. I hear it. So when I, yeah, so when I hear people and they giving me this half ass Ray and Ray, like you say, I'm I'm not really with it. I'm not, I don't like that type of energy. So you're right about that for sure. Yeah, no, and and it's doable. Perfect example, what I think is so amazing, like Master P, and what he was able to do by himself, and and mm-hmm. and and now, like with everything that we have available to us, don't necessarily need a record label. Yeah, you know I mean, you create your own song and upload it to Spotify or YouTube or wherever and stuff like that, and and you know what I mean, get your money and your views and stuff at a pace that you enjoy. That works for you. Yeah. That lets you be creatively sound and being able to be effective as you want to be. Um, and don't forget the other keyword makes you be happy. Yes, happiness. Yes, yes, yes. So, so I, I, I started listening to like a lot of Pitbull and what he's saying. You know, outside of his music, right? And, and just his mentality and and mindset is bananas. You know, like yeah. it, I, I. I like when I started to really sit down and listen, like I said, I lo- enjoy his music, listen to his music and stuff like that, but I didn't know him as a person, right? Mm-hmm. And I started to understand him as a person, seeing things like he said a lot of things that really like changed my mind and kind of like in one of his huge inspirations to me, right? Like as everybody knows, like I go by the name Fab, Freddie Fox, America's mm-hmm. big brother. You know what I mean? That's what I'm going by. That's what I've been wanting to be known as. In one of his interviews, he said, you know, if you Google Pitbull, I come up before the dog. I was like, wait, hold on, uh, hold on, wait, 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 no, hold on, let me, I was like. That you Google it right quick. I said, hold on, <laughs> like, he really came up, like, and to think about how long has the pit bull been around, to how long he's been around, and he is up first, you know. And, he, he believed in himself, bro. right? Right, and and that goes to another point, like you, like you said, you know, about going back, right, and, and falling back, you have people encouraging you. Right, and that's where you kind of bounce up strong. That's what we need nowadays. Because again, he said that too. Like when little kids are learning how to walk, right? You know, they fall down. Like, oh no, you can do. It. Come on, get up, get up, try again. Yeah, everybody, come over here, come look, come look. And they go right proud. Like, yeah, you can do it. They start encouraging and feeding. Him. And the kid gets up and he learns to walk. And he does it because yep. he has all that encouragement. People believing in him, letting him notice it, and he's trying. Even though he's failing and falling on his face and rolling over, there's still people saying like, "Yo, you got this. You got this." You got yeah. That lets mm-hmm. him be successful. You know, and that's mm-hmm. like like what happened to you. You know, you went back and you had people like, yo, listen, go out there, do what you got to do, be you. And you've been able to bounce back a lot stronger than you were before, which is incredible because, again, now, you know, it's 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 great to believe in yourself, but it's also a little, you get a little bit of encouragement from the people around you, the more validation, like it just helps you fuel that fire even more that, you know, what you thought is true, you know, which is, it's which true. is perfect. It's just like you just said, man. It's like we all need encouragement sometimes. We all need that a voice sometimes, a, a pat on the back, someone who telling us that we're doing a good job and to keep pushing because it's hard to be. We know how hard it is. I know how hard it is for you to just do this mm-hmm. and I, and for me to do music. It's just it's always a battle. We have so much different battles. Life going on mm-hmm. with trying to just do it, just trying to be entrepreneurs and different things. So it's always. Like I say, it's instilling in love within each other as well. Tell your fellow brother, bro, I see you doing a great job, bro. Keep it up. It doesn't hurt. And that's what I was, goes back into when I mean you got to support people if you want the right support. 
Right. That's why I always try to give the positive energy because that's the type of energy I want back. So I'll never lead anybody in the wrong direction because I'm I I'll never want anybody to do that to me. So I always put the shoe on the other foot and always try to go out there and be authentic, bro. Yeah, no, definitely. Authenticity is key in everything that we do because the more we seen that too, like any company like that one, once you get lied to about something, yeah, it changes the whole life. No matter what you do, you know. But if you, you really people look at you, huh? No, I was just like, people just look at you different once the lies start compiling, you feel me? Yeah, and if you keep it 100 and stuff like that with people and you do something wrong, it's a lot easier to forgive you, you know what I mean? It's a lot easier to understand, like, you know what, like, people make mistakes, you know? But if you don't, then it's a lot harder for people to continue that credibility and want to support you and you lose a lot of fan base um, or support in that aspect. Uh, but but I was going back to that with the pit bull thing because he said too is that you know working hard like he said when you're coming out to being your own putting out your own music and grinding and doing your own work and stuff like that and putting out you a lot of people take these deals because they want that quick money you know what I mean they want that quick money that they turn around and spend on dumb stuff you know what I mean sure. like, like yeah completely dumb stuff you know because they want that quick dollar then it evaporates. You know, and then where you mm-hmm. left that. But when you're doing it this way, because the other thing that people said too is that people will look at him and be like, yo, you lucky. You know, and then he says, you know, it's funny, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Yeah, I mean, like, and it's all about that. We they, can't be afraid. Yeah, but they forget about all the days of Pitbull walking around Miami freestyling, you mm-hmm. know, because a lot of them, they don't understand his story because you feel me, Ray Ray, but that's where I got Fabian 305 from. It was with my lawyer, and we were looking at Pitbull, and he, Pitbull goes like Pitbull 305. You feel me? So Pitbull has influenced us on, a, like I say, if you don't, if you want to know what a hard worker is, go watch Pit. Go watch all these people basically disassociate themselves with him. The only person who gave him a chance at first was Luke, kind of, you know, tricking them. They looked out for him as much as they can, but. If it wasn't for Little John, I don't even think we'd be having this discussion about Pitbull. Because Little John had to come from another state down here to Circle House Studios in Miami and turn Pitbull into a legend. You know, and 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 you know, and that goes to another point that somebody from outside his community had to come in to support him because his own community wasn't doing that. Like it, it's why we got superstars. And we got superstars down here, bro. And they will, we see these people every day. They support, but they'll support music that with a whole bunch of people killing each other, or hurting each other. And it never un- made me understand because people was always had good vibes, but right. they didn't want to support that. And now I understand totally why he doesn't mess with certain crowds or certain type of artists because those people never supported him, mm-hmm. never showed him any love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. So, um, you know, it's crazy you say, you know, people in it. And I think that I've seen that time in these quotes that people say is that, you know, people in your own neighborhood don't support you because it's hard for them to see you be successful even though they came from the same place and they couldn't do it. And that's what it is. It's just jealousy and envy. Got nothing to do with anything else. Mm -hmm. I've been through that. I've been through, you know, I'm not even a big time artist, but you just got to watch certain things, what people say and how they move. Like, Mm -hmm. Sometimes the jealousy is in the jokes. Yeah. And you know, sometimes somebody might be laughing, but they, their eyes never lie. You feel me? And mm-hmm. like I always try to tell people, just be just be aware of your surroundings because even though you might think the love is real, sometimes it's not. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
Definitely. So we, as we winding down here, man, I got it's been an amazing conversation, man. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me, man. It's been phenomenal. For sure, bro. We, you know, we not to cut you. We definitely got to do this again, bro. No, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, uh, my my last two questions. So my first one, right? Out of you know everything you've been through so far in your life and everything that you've seen, all the challenges that you overcome and everything, uh, what do you feel has been the best advice you've received? The best advice I receive, hmm, probably will always just be yourself. Like one of the main things, like what we were talking about earlier, you get caught up in this industry, you get caught up in social media and things. You start thinking that you have to do different things to attract people, to bring in followers, to just bring in eyes, not knowing that if you impact the right people and be yourself to the thousand degree, you're going to always shine and bring in the right people who you need around you. So be yourself and be authentically without forcing anything, bro. It might seem hard, like I said, because we're a little older than a lot of the younger people. So, you know, we talk to them and, you know, I try to show them, look at me and look at my life. I'm not, I'm not rich. I'm not rare, but I'm happy. And I always try to tell people, a lot of these artists, rich people you see, they're not happy, bro. We around them all the time. We go to events with them. We go do different things with them. When the cameras and they snapping pictures, they got the biggest smiles on their face. Soon as the camera go off, bro, it's like it, like a whole different demeanor come on. And they're angry for the whole night, walking around yelling at people. So I always try to tell people, you know, choose choose wisely the path you want to take in life. And I don't just mean for school or nothing. Yeah, no. And, and as you were saying that, man, and, and as you said, being Jamaican, I know you, you would appreciate this, but one of my favorite mm-hmm. things that I've ever seen, right, when they asked Bob Marley, are you rich? You know? <laughs> That's one of mine. <laughs> and, 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 and I didn't think about it in that sense, really, you know, of mm-hmm. what it really means to be rich, right? You know, money, money don't mean nothing, you know? But, like, like I've seen these things too, right? Like, like you said, people would be in these mansions or these kids who have like tons and tons of money. Like they sit in there in a million dollar homes, you know what I mean? Like complaining over trivial stuff. And you look back in these third world countries and these kids have the biggest smile on their face, like throwing around, playing in like the river and the puddles and throwing like, you know what I'm saying? Like nothing happier, like just pure, pure joy, you know? It's true. It's true. With nothing. You know what I'm saying? But it's what you make of it. It's true, man. Just like you just said, like, see, I know you're from Puerto Rico, so you know the same thing. Like, when we go back, and just think about when we were younger, and we visited back, and we go back, and you you see all the little kids who live in the little wooden houses and the little zinc houses, and everybody's so happy. Yeah. They wake up early in the morning with a smile on their face. They take their little, their little toys that they had to make themselves. They go outside. They have a great time. They come back in for their lunch, which is just a little small thing put together. And they just always happy. Mm-hmm. And I and like when I went to Jamaica, it just made me realize one time, you know, because I used to be really heavy into the Rastafarian thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just I was going through an emotional time in my life. And it just I just had to sit back and look. And I just had to realize that, you know, I was ungrateful. Yeah. Because, yeah, you feel me? I, you look at all these things that we have here. And you you up here feeling depressed and going through it, and you look down there and they don't even have a quarter of what we have, and they're way happier than we are, bro. Mm-hmm. Feel me? So that was just it was a lesson, a hard lesson, but a lesson I needed. No, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, 
and as we say, you know, dedicating this thing and looking at the young ones, right, coming up. Based on also your experience, what you're going through, what is one piece of advice you would give this younger generation coming up? Um, believe in yourself. Never settle. Just always keep going. Like it's gonna be roadblocks. It's gonna be obstacles and anything you come across. It don't matter if you want to be a garbage man. It don't matter if you say you want to be a police officer. It's going to be obstacles in that too. Never stop trying to achieve your goals. Stay positive. Stay humble. Always keep the love spreading, man. I'm always be that same love you want to receive, bro. You know, definitely. I think that it's very important. Um, that they need to understand and realize that you're going to face obstacles. You're going to face mm-hmm. problems. You're going to go through hardships. And because you go through those hardships and those problems and all those things, is that when you make it, you'll appreciate it so much more because you know oh what you gosh. have to go through. You know what it means. You know, like small life lesson, right? When when I'm, you know, I wanted like the new, I wanted the Xbox when it came out, right? I was like, yo, mom, let me get the Xbox, right? He's like, get a job. I worked. She's like, yeah, get a job. Because she bought me all my, yo, I had the Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. I had every video game system, like all the accessories and all that stuff, like fire me out. Like I had it all. Um, and I, she was like, you know, if you go, if you get it, you're gonna have to get rid of all this other stuff, you know. And I love life, yeah. So I said, okay. So I went to work and I started working and stuff like that. And um, I remember working at it was in in a mall, like this Hello Kitty store and a shoe store that were kind of combined and stuff. Um, and I was working there for a couple hours at school every day, and I had enough money. And I went to GameStop, and I was like, yeah, let me get the Xbox with this or whatever. And it was like, yeah, it's three hundred sixty five dollars. I was like, that's that's my whole check. Like, like hold up. Like, wait. I, for a second, I was like, do I really want this? Like, I was do like, I need this? <laughs> so wait, wait, do I really? But it was an important lesson because, like, you know what? I understood like what my mom had to go through to get me all the other game systems. Like how hard she had to work, you know, to be able to provide me those things. And now I was like, I seen that firsthand. Like, wow. Like, okay. Like this. This is real. Like there, there's a lot more to this than just like, oh, money really don't grow on trees. Like people go out and they bust their butt for this stuff. Um, she wanted to teach. She wanted to show you the value so you could mm-hmm. understand. So, yeah, I guarantee you understood after oh, that. Oh, did I ever, <laughs> man? Like I, I literally, yo, they said I said, hold up, wait. Like I was like, I was gonna have no money whatsoever, but. I appreciated my system so much more. Like, you know what I mean? I made sure I took care of it. Like, anybody, yo, make sure you take the game out. You wipe, put it back in the spot. Wipe up my controls are right. What, you better keep this nice because, you know what I mean? Like, it it was a lot of value. And on that note, too, what my mom did with all my other game systems, she packed them in a box and sent it to my brother in Puerto Rico because they didn't have anything over there. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, so, so it, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, man. You know, so, um, uh, again, man, um, yeah, it was a great conversation, man. I appreciate you again. You sitting down, talk with me, and I'm definitely getting to know you and stuff, and definitely want to do this again. Um, you know, we'll chop it up on another episode. Um, and- always, man, bro. I appreciate you for having me. Feel me? I appreciate it. it. Was a great vibe, great time. Let me give a shout out to you, of course, bro, for appreciate putting on it. a platform for all these great people to talk about music, talk about their lifestyle, about the culture, about just us being humans on the the same level, bro. Spiritual, um, conscious level, bro. I appreciate the love. I love the energy. Thank you. Um, I give that. a shout out to. Let me give a shout out to you know my lawyer, my attorney, 
my sister South Promo. You know, these are all people who big in the industry. You know, South Promo is another person who works with a whole bunch of celebrities as far as PR work. Um, it's just a whole bunch of different things, bro. Where, where you located? I'm actually I'm in Connecticut, bro. I'm up I'm up north of Connecticut. Okay, bro. You know we got a link, man. You ever down my side, bro? Make sure you. I got family up, down bro. in Florida, bro, man. I, so you know, I come down there to check it out. <laughs> All right, bro. One love every time, man. I appreciate you for having me, bro. No, well, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And like I tell everybody out there, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, your big brother loves you. Stay blessed, everybody. Hold on, hold on. Don't forget Fabian 305, Area 305, my new EP out now. So everybody, go check it out. Feel me? Let's spread the love. Absolutely. Yo. Once I do this, I'm going to tag the links and all that stuff once we get it out there. Um, and make sure when I do the video edit, I got you, man. So we'll, we'll definitely tie it all into it, bro. Appreciate you, bro. One love every day. I appreciate you. One love, baby. Bless you.